Is it possible that science has created a drug that makes you not want drugs? Or anything else for that matter. And then we travel to Denmark to take a look at the story of a young man who's trying to earn some extra money by being a tutor. Little does he realize that his latest tutee may be an ancient evil ready to devour his soul. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys are having tons of fun doing whatever you're doing. We got an action-packed episode today. I might be overselling it. It's not a ton of action, but we have a full episode today, so we're going to get started right after this announcement. I'll be saying this all week because this is the last full week of Dead Rabbit Radio before I take my break. November 10th, 2023, I will be speaking at the Port Gamble Ghost Conference in Port Gamble, Washington. I will be giving a presentation, Why Are There No Fat Ghosts? If you're in the area, swing on by. I think you guys will have a lot of fun. I'd love to meet you in person. My speech is at 6 p.m., I believe. It's it's not before then. It might be 6.30. But anyways, just show up. I'll be walking around dressed up as a duck. Now, I won't be dressed up as a duck. I don't know why I said that. But Port Gamble Ghost Conference, you're going to be super confused. You're like, what? You're all like walking up to people in cosplay uniforms. Are you Jason? They're like, what? Who are you? Port Gamble, Washington, November 10th, 2023, the Port Gamble Ghost Conference. Be there and be scared of ducks. Lots of ducks in the area, apparently. We got a lot of stuff going on, non-duck related. Let's get this bad boy started. Walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now is one of our legacy Patreon supporters. Everyone get on your feet and give it up for Adam Carter. Woohoo! Yeah, wee-hee! Yeah, he's all walking on in. Yeah, yeah, he's walking on in. Dressed up as a duck. <laughs> this is going to be a duck-themed episode, apparently. Adam, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. I really, really do. Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That helps out so, so much. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know. Dead Rabbit Radio is your favorite paranormal show. Adam, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. Drive us all the way out to a local grocery store. I want to give a shout out to Sarah Zhang. I got this story from her. She's not listening to the show. She doesn't know I exist. But she wrote an article in The Atlantic. She wrote this article. I found very fascinating, quite bizarre. Is it possible that this drug will change humanity forever? Let's take a look at this. Sarah wrote up a profile of a young woman named Victoria Rutledge. Now, Victoria has a problem. She's an alcoholic. She's knocking back beers, vodka, jello shots, probably right. Maybe some whiskey on the weekends. A lot of it. Or she might have been drinking bathtub gin. For all I know, the article didn't actually say what she drank, what her drink of choice was. Just that she is an alcoholic. And in her 30s, she said, you know what? It's time for me to sober up. And she's like, I got, I got to get over this. I got to stop drinking so much. So she does. She sobers up. 
in her early 30s, but then she becomes a food addict. She's like, what? She's like, I'm not having none of that whiskey, but is this a Twinkie? Wow, I'm going to eat a thousand of these. (laughs) Eating all the Twinkies, baked goods. (laughs) Again, it doesn't say exactly what food she was addicted to. Maybe it was steak. But the point is that she starts to put on a lot of weight. And I think at this point, Victoria's realizing, I really just changed one addiction for another. I'm getting this endorphin rush from eating all these sugars and fats and oils and all this garbage. Because I don't think people get addicted to, like, apples. People are never like, yeah, I'm a food addict. If you ever see me walking down the street with this piece of celery in my hand, that means I've had a bad day. I don't think people eat healthy foods for comfort foods because they're gross, right? Spinach is gross. Like, we all pretend that spinach is good and, like, people will be like, yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> they're just sitting there eating raw carrots. They're doing what rabbits eat. And they're like, yum, yum. This is delicious. No, it's not. We all know it's not. We all know it's disgusting. But sometimes we eat it I don't. I don't do any of this, but other people will be like, what? No way. This asparagus, yummy. This is all I have to have today. You're lying. You're lying to yourself. We know when there's no one else around, you're crying in your room. You're like, oh, I wish I had a Twinkie. But I have to maintain this persona I've created. We all know it's gross. People, when they get addicted to food, it's food that is made to be addictive. Sweets and fats and stuff like that. Fast food. She puts on a bunch of weight. Also, not only is she gaining weight rapidly, she also develops an addiction to shopping. That sounds fun. Like, that would be a cool addiction to have. The only thing that affects is your money and your house. Like, because there's a bunch of clutter in it. She said she would go to the grocery store with a list of things to buy. And by the time she was unloading the bags at home, she goes, I bought all this other stuff I didn't need. But she was getting endorphin rush by like grabbing that, oh, what candles I totally need. These giant candles that I'll never light. Oh, what? Is this a matches? Oh, yeah, I need these for the candles. That's not part of the addiction. But is this a stuffed animal that says, happy graduation day? And I don't know anyone who's graduating. Well, I might someday. I'm going to buy this now, just in case. Shopping addiction, buying a bunch of junk, eating a bunch of junk. Well, in 2023... Because she's put on so much weight, her doctor says, hey, Victoria, how about we give you that new thing that I've read about in People magazine and also medical journals? Uh, Other doctors have recommended it. But we have this shot. It's called Wegovy, a.k.a. Ozmapic or Ozempic. I don't know. Last time I got a bunch of heat because I mispronounced it, but I didn't. I didn't check it out. I think it's Oz, Oz, Ozmempic or whatever. Ozmapic. Anyways, we'll call it Wegovy. Jason, <laughs> you're pronouncing that one wrong as well. We told you you were. She gets that new shot. It's not new. It's been around for a couple of years, but it's supposed to be for diabetic people and it regulates your blood sugar, but it also, there's a side effect, it makes you not hungry. It's messing with all sorts of things in your body, and people are using it as a weight loss drug. It's very expensive. It's like $900 a month. But all that willpower that has been so hard for you to maintain over the years, especially with Victoria, right? She's just moving from one addiction to another. She's suffering health consequences of it now, well, the alcohol is. <laughs> the doctor's like, listen, we should talk about your liver. But um, at least you're sober. We'll save that for the next appointment. Right now, let's work on your weight. We'll give you this shot, this wee shot. 
And she starts to lose weight. She's like, wow, it really is magical. We'll, we'll talk about how we're seeing pretty bad side effects from it. But right now, Victoria goes, wow, this really is magical. I'm losing this weight. This is pretty dope. I'm no longer thinking about food all of the time, which is part of what the drug does. Well, one day, Victoria goes out shopping. She grabs her shopping list and she's looking at it and she's walking around the shopping store, the grocery store. And she walks out to her car. She buys all of her stuff. She walks out to the car and as she's loading it into her car, she goes, I only bought this stuff on my list. And for the first time in a long time, she didn't think about shopping. She had a list. She bought those items and walked out. She was no longer just randomly grabbing things and getting endorphin rushes off of purchasing unnecessary junk. There's a quote in this article. Sarah wrote, quote, for the first time, perhaps the first time in her whole life, all of her cravings and impulses were gone. It was like a switch had flipped in her brain. This article goes on to explain that this medicine, this diabetes medicine, uh, semaglutide, is what it is. It mimics this thing called the GLP-1. It's a hormone. It mimics it in your body. And we don't know exactly how it's working with weight loss. We're still trying to figure out the mechanism because this wasn't what it was designed for. It was designed for people to manage their diabetes. Now that the drug is in wide use, we see this over time, right? It's in a very select group of people, people who are managing their diabetes getting this shot, now that it's in widespread use, we're starting to see, well, first when it started getting a wide use, they started going, wow, these people are losing weight. There must be something behind that. And now it's in even more widespread use. And what we are seeing is people beginning to lose their cravings for everything. And not like their cravings to live a good life, not like their cravings to go parasailing or something like that. It's not just so it, it, things like overeating, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, shopping, gambling. It's actually changing the way people are thinking about these things, i.e. being obsessed with them or addicted to them. This is what they are hypothesizing. They're saying that it looks like it drops the amount of dopamine that the brain receives just in general. Actually, now that I said that, I wonder if it would affect, like, adrenaline junkies, people who do go paragliding or jumping off the... T- I, I figure if you're jumping, if you're doing, like, paragliding or you're jumping, like, off of the rocks into the ocean below, what is that called? Cliff jumping. If you're doing that, you probably don't need a weight loss drug. I'm assuming if you're doing that, you're already of a healthy BMI. So you'd be like, I don't know, we've never studied it on an adrenaline junkie because they tend to be quite fit. If they're not, they would have died a long time ago. A 300-pound man cliff jumping, that's more like a death sentence. That's how you would kill somebody. You're like, jump off that cliff. Oh, man, I, I can't jump. I can't even jump a couple centimeters in the air and make you jump off a cliff. I think if you're doing those things, you don't need the, the weight loss drug. So maybe it would affect an adrenaline junkie, but they're saying... When you have this in you and it's affecting, it's lowering the amount of dopamine your brain receives, drinking, they they have these three examples, drinking, cocaine, and opiates, they do not feel the same. 
they do not give you the same high that it would give you if you weren't on it. And if you don't get high or don't get as high on the drug, then you're not going to get addicted to it because who cares? You don't feel that high. And everyone around you, you're like, oh, dude, this is so good. We need to cop some more. We need to get some more. And you're like, yeah, it was okay. But I'm not going to spend five bucks a pill for that. I mean, that didn't feel good at all. And not that it didn't feel good at all, but it didn't feel good enough for $5 a pill. Oddly enough, too, it's really interesting. They don't know why this works, too. They don't know why this is a factor as well, but they said that dopamine regulation. You take this, your dopamine levels will be even lower. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't make you unhappy. It's talking about anything that's going to elevate your dopamine levels. You won't get addicted to opioids. You won't... You know, here's the thing. Let me back up. Someone's like, what? All of a sudden, they're doing all this fentanyl. They're like, Jason said it's okay because I'm taking this shot. I guess I should say, first off, don't take medical advice from this podcast. Secondly, I'm not saying you won't get addicted. The high isn't as good, but they said for a person of a normal BMI, the effect isn't as strong on that dopamine level thing. But for someone who's obese, it is. It lowers their dopamine and it's harder for them to crave, get those cravings for alcohol, for food, for cocaine, opiates. Super interesting because what they... What this article really puts forward is a drug that's not just a weight loss drug. It is a human sin negation drug or a morality drug. Because it would be super interesting to see where this spreads. Like, does it affect gambling? Would it affect a pornography addiction? I mean, like all of these things that are tied into dopamine levels. Could this shot negate all of that? Because now we're looking at something totally different. We did an episode not too long ago. It was in this season where they've developed a pill. It works in mice and they're going to try human trials. But you take it and you can eat as much trash food as you want. You can go and eat all the fast food, the greasiest pizzas, everything. And not only do you not gain weight, you suffer no ill health effects from bad food. I mean... Again, let me back up. If it's ridden with E. coli, you're going to get sick, right? Salmonella will still kill you. But we all know eating super greasy pizza every single day, three times a day, is going to clog up your arteries. They're saying that's... This pill shows that it prevents that. You can eat trash food, and it would be the same health consequences as eating a non-greasy pizza. Definitely, you're going to get more nutrition from other foods, but the stuff we look at like fatty liver, cholesterol, blood pressure, all of that stuff from eating bad food. I'll put that episode in the show notes, but they said this pill could negate all that. And this is kind of along that same thing. Imagine if you could get a shot where it wasn't just a weight loss shot, but you're like, hey, doc, I have a really hard time. I'm, I'm actually so addicted to pornography. I'm late to work sometimes. Because I'm watching pornography. <laughs> the doctor's like, yeah, I can, you're watching pornography right now, aren't you? He's like, yeah. Uh, but while I'm watching pornography, can you talk to me about how to stop doing this? And the doctor goes, well, we can give you a shot. It's $900 a month. But you won't want to watch pornography anymore. You have your life back. That's nuts. It's crazy if this bears out. If... It actually can turn into an anti-addiction drug. Not just a weight loss drug, but an anti-addiction drug. 
It's so weird how these combination of drugs here, these weight loss drugs, have a real ability to almost restructure society. Imagine if you had a generation of no addicts. None. Right? Once you start to run into some problems, you don't go to rehab. Doctors like, well, listen, we're going to put you on this shot. And now, like the nowadays, you know, a lot of times, you know, trying to get out of these addictions can fail. You have all of these life pressures and everything like that. The doctor goes, listen, you're going to get this shot. It's a weekly shot. You're not going to want to do any of that again. You're not even, and if you do do it, you'll be like, this is kind of lame. It's not like a total abstinence of heroin. And then you're thinking about, oh, dude, I, I remember how good the old days were doing heroin. You'd be like, I did heroin a couple times after I started taking the shot and it sucked. And I, it was a lot of money. And I'm pretty sure it was actually just trank. And my feet are going to have to be amputated. But I don't like it anymore. Fascinating stuff. You'd have a, you could have a generation of people who aren't addicted to things. It would be an easy fix. Get the shot. You lose these addictive tendencies. Obviously, again, it's not made for that. We'd have to look at long... This is the thing we don't know about this drug, really, is the long, long-term long uses. I've seen... I won't say studies, but I've seen observational remarks saying that uh, the Wegovy and the related shots that do this actually are causing muscle loss as well, which is a huge... Problem. If you're a Hollywood star and you want to lose 50 pounds and all of a sudden you look really good and you're getting some new roles, that's one thing. But 30 years from now, you're really going to want those tendons around your kneecaps to work. Five years from now, I shouldn't even say 30 years away. It'll be interesting to see if that's true. I've seen people comment about that, that it's actually causing muscle loss as well, which we know can happen during times of rigorous dieting. But what is the extent of that? Fascinating, though. Imagine a drug. All of your problems, all of the addictions you have are able to be easily solved. You don't even think about them anymore. You don't think about that bottle. You don't think about that needle. You don't scour around in your carpet looking for half a pill because you don't like them anymore. Not because you know they're bad for you, not because you know that they'll ruin your life again, but you just don't want them. Truly don't want them. What would be the long-term consequences of having a world without addiction? I would say it's a good one. (laughs) I would say it would be a good one. It would be interesting to see the long-term effect of if it would make people stop being adrenaline junkies or stop trying to do things to impress others because they get an endorphin rush when uh, they get um, applauded, you know, would we see people go, I don't want to be actors anymore. I live for the applause. I live for the applause. And now they're like, no, I don't do it. <laughs> that, might be, that might be taking it to the furthest extreme. But uh, fascinating. Fascinating. Look, I think it would be good to have a world where you could just go, I don't want to be addicted to that anymore. Can I start taking this shot? Although they do say, at least we know with food, once you stop taking the shot, you start putting the weight back on because your eating habits haven't changed. So you wouldn't be addicted to this shot, but you would need to be on a $900 a month shot for the rest of your life. Because if you stop taking the shot, again, we don't know for sure because we haven't really studied this, but it's probably quite likely that if you stop taking the shot, all of those old addictions may come back up to the surface. But we don't know. Fascinating story nonetheless.
Adam Carter, let's go ahead and toss you the keys of the Carpenter Copter. We are leaving behind this grocery store. Fly us all the way out to Denmark. We're flying all the way out to Denmark where we're going to meet a young man. We don't have his exact name. We're going to call him Mitch. And he said this story happened a few years ago. We don't have an exact date. But he goes, a few years ago, I was a math tutor. College math tutor. Can't think of anything more boring than that. Sitting around being like twos, fours. That's my real passion in life, Mitch says. I love math. And he's eating a raw carrot as he's saying it. He's like, and this carrot's delicious. Math is dumb and so are vegetables. But Mitch is lying to himself. He's like, I want to spread math all over the world. I want people to know what five times five is. I want people, when they hear the word dividend, they know what it is. I don't know. What is a dividend, actually? Now that I don't know. Something to do with stock market. But anyways, Mitch is standing on the college rooftop, and he has his hands on his hips, and he's like, someday the whole world will understand that division divides us. But if we add our strengths together and subtract all of our addictions... <laughs> We will multiply and become the greatest humans possible. And then he gets down off the roof. No one was listening to him. He was up there all by himself and on a superhero shirt with like a little math problem on his chest. He's like, I'm math man. People are like, Mitch, get off the roof. Mitch is a math tutor. He wants to spread math far and wide. But he also wants to make money. He knows enough about math. He goes, I'll just teach me. It's like being the superhero thing didn't really work out. No one's ever like, oh, I have a math problem. Ah, math man, save me. That, that didn't really work out for me. I need to make some money. I will become a math tutor, just a plain old math tutor. And he ends up tutoring this young, younger, I think he's like in his early 30s at this point, in the story, early 30s. He starts tutoring a younger woman, uh, we'll call her Tracy, who's 20 years old. And she goes, I really need some help with my math. And all of a sudden, he's like putting on his costume. She's like, ah. And he takes it off. He goes, oh, you know what? I used to moonlight as a math-based vigilante. I would add my baseball bat to my enemies' faces. And she's like, well, whatever. <laughs> whatever weird fetish thing you're into, Mitch. I just need someone <laughs> to help me learn math. He's like, I can do that. And he goes... I would go over to her apartment. That's where we would do the math stuff. That's where we would. That's where I would tutor her. He goes, but there was never anything between us. There was never anything between us. And I knew that there was never going to be anything between us because she had a man. Because she had a boyfriend. She'd already had a relationship. Because she had a boyfriend that she would say he was in it like in another country. Which generally is, generally is a lie. I know Europe, all the countries are really close. So you could be like, yeah, my boyfriend's in France. And you go, oh, that's believable. But if you're in America and a girl tells you her boyfriend's in France, she doesn't have a boyfriend. She doesn't have a boyfriend. She's just saying she has a boyfriend in France. Now, here's the thing. If she's, if she's French and she's visiting the United States, then yes, it is very possible she has a boyfriend in France. But... If you meet a girl at like a club or a bar or something like that, and she says she has a boyfriend in France, she's either delusional, getting scammed. Some guy in Algeria is actually stealing all of her money 
or she's lying to you. I guess there's a slight chance she has a boyfriend in France, but it's most likely the other three. And those are all red flags, right? But you cross the street in Europe, you're in a different country. You're like, ah, all of a sudden I'm a citizen of Belgium. I just wanted to go buy a Coca-Cola. So she goes, I have a boyfriend. He's in another country. And Mitch goes, yeah, that makes sense. We're in Europe. But even though he goes, listen, I mean, you would think that this was a setup for us to start doing a little bit of hanky-panky because she invites me over to her apartment. We're doing math, the sexiest of all subjects, according to Mitch. And he goes, she would stare at me a lot. Like, a lot. Like, I'd be, like, pointing at, like, the number two on a paper. I'd be like, so here's the number two. (laughs) You've seen one of these, right? Because if you haven't, we're going to be here a long time. This is the number two. But if you put this little line under it and put a four underneath that, now it's not the number two. Now it's a fraction. It's two-fourths or one-half. Don't (laughs) let me know if I need to slow down for you, lady. And as he's trying to show her this math, she's just staring at him. You know, it's a little weird. She's supposed to be looking at the numbers. But, and she wouldn't do it the whole time. (laughs) Like, she was just locked on him the whole hour or two that they're doing the tutoring. But more than you would feel comfortable. Or at least enough that you would notice. Like, Mitch is getting paid and he didn't feel weird being over there. But it was odd at this point. But she had a boyfriend in another country. So he's like, she's just, I don't know why she's staring at me. Maybe she's dazzled by the math. She can only stare at the numbers for so long. Well, anyways, she he's doing this tutoring project for a while. And it's coming up to the last day. The last day of tutoring. Now, it could be because... I, I don't know if, like, her college course was ending. And he's like, well, this is our last day of tutoring because tomorrow is the big test. And uh, I can't tutor you after that because what would be the point, right? Class is over. Or this was the last day of him tutoring her because this time was so weird. He goes, she's going to have to figure this out for herself. I'm going to subtract myself from this equation. And <laughs> Mitch laughs to himself at his empty apartment. <laughs> Too bad no one else heard that math joke. His cat, his cat wanders by his cat named Archimedes. But you get it, don't you? You and me, a perfect circle. <laughs> Jason, you don't know enough about math to make math jokes. Okay? That's true, that's true. But anyways, point is, is that I don't know if this was his last day because it was the end of the semester or the last day because it was the end of his rope. But the last day he tutors her, he goes to her place. It's 2 p.m. in the afternoon, like normal. It's 2 p.m. in the afternoon, like usual. This is when they've always met. Tracy comes to the door, and Mitch is a little taken aback because there Tracy stands. His student, his 2T, for all these weeks. She's wearing something a little more salacious or provocative than she's normally worn to these meetings. She's dressed in a black, tight tracksuit. Mitch was kind of taken aback by this because she hadn't been dressed like this previously. It was a little form-fitting, you might say. 
Mitch is like, oh, huh, interesting. And he walks in, and they're doing the math. And he's like, so remember, your test tomorrow is on variable numbers. So what that means is, at any point, the numbers can change. At any point, as you're doing the test, the professor can run over and, and erase the equation and write new numbers on it. And then you're like, ah, the variables. You can't even trust the page numbers on these tests, Tracy. All the numbers are variable. They can change at any point. It's a quantum math test. But as Mitch is trying to warn Tracy of the danger of variables, she is just staring at him. Staring at him. And he said she was staring at me more intensely than she ever had before. And when I would look up and I would see her staring at me, I would look back down at the paper and I'd be like, so you got to understand, if you see a four and then a line and then a four underneath it, that actually means one. I know it doesn't make any sense. He would be pointing at the paper and she would kind of like lean her head down and try to force eye contact between them. He couldn't really look away. She kept trying to lock eyes with him. And he's definitely getting unnerved by this. Not just the fact that she's kind of forcing him to stare into her eyes, but also that her face is progressively getting redder and redder and redder. He's getting like super flushed. And he's like, hmm, <laughs> there might be something afoot here. This woman, it looks like her face is about to explode. Hmm, Mitch thinks. This is quite odd. This is quite odd. I've never seen a woman react like this, fake boyfriend or not. Well, eventually he get, he has to finish doing the lesson, right? He has to get paid. He can't be like, oh, no, this is spooky yuki. He needs to get that money. He needs to add it to his bank account before the bills subtract themselves from it. So anyways, he continues on with the math lesson. And now it's time for him to leave. He goes, well, Tracy, it's been a really good time working with you over the past weeks or months or however long we've been here. <laughs> of all the math I know, it is the calendar that perplexes me the most. Too many words, not enough numbers. It's time for me to bid you adieu. And they're standing in the hallway of her apartment. At the end of the hallway is the front door. But Tracy has positioned herself in between Mitch and the front door. So he is trapped in this hallway with her. Now, it's a girl in a tight tracksuit. She's standing there, and he wants to leave. And she's staring right into his eyes as she's saying, Well, I really love doing the math, too. Lots of numbers, a surprisingly amount of letters, lots of Y's and Z's appeared in my math as well. But one thing I would really like to focus on this And then she just stopped talking. And she's staring right into Mitch's eyes. And Mitch can't look away. Because what he sees in front of him is unexplainable. 
He said, first off, Tracy's eyes seem to enlarge. They physically got bigger as I was staring at her. They physically got larger. And I felt this tug, and I had an instinctive thought. He never thought this any of the other times that she was staring at him. Now he thinks, for the first time, she is trying to hypnotize me. He said, looking at her eyes, they stopped looking human. He said, if I had to compare them to anything, it would be an animal. An animal's eyes. There was something just different about them. They weren't human. And as far as Mitch is concerned, animal at best. Because he also senses something darker there as well. And then, for just a few seconds, he saw Tracy's face, in her entire face, change. But it didn't shapeshift. The way he explained it was quite odd. He said, imagine if you took a transparent face, like an overlay of a separate entity, a separate being, and it was a transparent face, and you placed it over hers. So she, her face didn't physically change like her eyes physically enlarged. This was a transparency of another face, a monstrous face, a monstrous visage placed over her own, like a separate entity was now standing between the both of them. And it was smiling. It was smiling at Mitch. Mitch says, I need to leave. Tracy just stares. I need to leave. Tracy just stares. I need to leave. Mitch says a final time, and then... As if none of this ever happened. Tracy, for lack of a better term, snaps out of it. Whatever was overtaking her, or whatever she was showing, or whatever stood between them, seemed to dissipate all of the power she had in that moment where she was just staring at him and he felt like he was being hypnotized, ended when he repeated it three times, I need to leave. And he made his way past her. It's not that she goes, okay, let me show you to the door. Okay, it was a lot of fun. He made his way past her. Her power over him ended. But she didn't show him to the door. She didn't get out of his way. He just kind of moseyed around her. Got to the front door. And left. And that was the last time he ever saw Tracy. That was definitely the last time he ever tutored her. And he said, because obviously if you experience, this would be something that you would keep processing in your head. Like, what in the world happened? 
It's a bizarre story. And obviously Mitch thought about this. He didn't just brush it off. It, he, like he said, this story happened a couple of years ago. He's still thinking about it. He just posted it online about a month ago under the name Fluffy Wish 3927 and, and he just doesn't know how to process it. On the one hand, it could just be the story of a weird girl. A weird girl with some weird ticks, right? Staring at people. But that all kind of ends when you see her eyes physically change, when it looks like there's something standing between you and her. That's when you start to think, okay, maybe this girl just doesn't have some oddities about her. This girl might actually be a servant of the Dark Lord, as you might say. Because he did start to add up details after all of this went down. He did start thinking about it, and he goes, it was really weird the way that she talked. She said she was 20 years old, but she was quite clever. Smart, really. You might argue she probably didn't even need a math tutor, because it didn't seem like she was 20 years old. She didn't talk like a 20-year-old. Not just like I'm talking slang or anything like that, but just... The concepts she's talked about seemed like they were someone from someone much more mature. Much older than 20 years. Much, much older than 20 years old. He also said, when I was standing in the hallway and her eyes changed. Mitch first thought they looked like the eyes of an animal. There's definitely something inhuman about them. They physically changed, and he thought, that's the eyes of something not human. That's the eyes of an animal. But he had another word to describe those eyes. I used the word monstrous. But when he took a good look at those eyes and saw them staring at him, one word popped into his head as to what those eyes were from. One word. And that one word would make sure this story would be seared into his brain. He was taught these things weren't real. He was taught that humans were the superior race on the planet. Mitch was taught that there is the world of the real of math and science. And then there is the world of the pretend, the child world, the world of spooks, goblins, and ghouls. When Mitch stared into Tracy's eyes, a word popped into his head, and he knew then, just as he knows now, it was the only word to describe what he was looking at. Vampire. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great day, guys.
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.